you can't be tired yet. We got like a couple hours to go. Come on, my friends, let's do this. This, yeah, this is the word of the Lord given to Ezekiel, and it's a voice that is speaking to us because we need to listen. Because he's speaking to a people that aren't unlike ourselves. He's speaking to a people that are exiled, and we as modern Americans don't really use the word exiles very often. So I would like to engage your imagination with a different world, but it's the same word for our context. That word is isolation. Exiled just means you're isolated from what truly is home. And we are living in a culture in the United States that is exiled from anything that feels like home. Some of us feel this more acutely than others. Some of us have grown up in other cultures and now we're transplanted here and nothing feels right. Some of us have pretty good lives. We've grown up here most of our lives and we feel pretty comfortable. But if you are quiet, if you're silent, you hear this voice and it's telling you you're not home. You're not home on a couple different levels. You are exiled and isolated from each other, from one another. We see this in subtle ways. We see this in big ways. Do you know in our modern American culture, we are in such this weird dynamic right now. We have never been so privileged. We have wealth that other generations could barely fathom, and yet we are relationally poorer than ever. About a third of Americans over 65 live alone. You bump that up to over 75, and it's about half. Isolation is rampant. People are depressed because they don't feel like they have friends. We are emotionally and relationally poor, even though we are technologically connected and have more than any others before us. My friends, you are isolated from everybody around you in meaningful ways if you buy in to how our world works. And you are isolated from who you want to be as a human being. How do I know this? Because I look at myself in the mirror all the time and replay my day through my head and think, I should have been kinder. I should have been nicer. I should have been more loving. I should have. And you fill in blank after blank of who you should be. And you look in the mirror and even might be physically and you look and you see something's not right. You're bigger than you want to be. You're smaller than you want to be. A facial feature is not right. You are isolated and exiled from your ideal self. And lastly, and most importantly, if we are left to ourselves, we are isolated from God Almighty, the source of life himself. My friends, our problem is the same problem that Ezekiel was speaking on God's behalf for. 
they were people exiled, isolated from where they were supposed to be, who they were supposed to be, and from God himself. And I know everybody in this room, if you're breathing, you qualify as isolated and exiled if left to yourself. But here is the beauty of this passage and the beauty of this evening. God is a God who will. He will do something about this over and over tonight. We have heard God will, God will, God will. And you don't know how reassuring that, that those words are that God will until you have tried yourself to fix your problems and made a mess of everything you hold dear. God will. In this passage alone, these few short verses we have, God promises he will do something Ten times, ten times, if you look over this, it's incredible. God has promised that he will take his people from the nations. He will gather them from all the countries. God will bring you into your land. He will sprinkle you with clean water. He will cleanse you. He will give you a new heart. He will put within you a new spirit. He will put within you his spirit. And he will cause you to walk in his statutes and be careful to obey your rules. And he will be your God. God will. I don't know where you are feeling isolated right now. I don't know where you are feeling exiled in your life right now. You may be trying just to figure out where your place in this world is, and it's feeling very disconnected from where you feel like God has called you to be. But my brothers and my sisters, God will connect you. You may feel incredibly isolated and alone and hurt, And you don't feel like you can connect even when you're in the church. But God will connect you. And you may feel like you aren't worthy of God wrapping his loving arms around you. And I am here to tell you God will cleanse you. In this passage, God has said he will. And for the overachiever American in me, I want to know what am I supposed to do? There must be something I need to do. And congratulations, there is something for us to do. In this passage, it says, we shall rest in our new home and we shall be God's people. We don't do anything besides be. You get to be 
God's people. You get to rest in his home, and we get a foretaste of that in the community of the church, in the kingdom work that God has called us to do. But here, my friends, is possibly the most important thing in this for us. God does it in a way that's incredible. See, in Deuteronomy, where Moses is telling the children of Israel, this is what God is asking of you, and by the way, you won't do it. That's an amazing rah-rah speech right before you're walking into game time, is saying like, hey, everybody here, this is what the game plan is, and by the way, you will all fail miserably. Congratulations. And yet... Moses is promising something, and Ezekiel is, is piggybacking on that, and he is saying, you will be given something new. See, the reason why we've been exiled is because Moses was right. We are incapable of doing this ourselves, but God will change our heart. And he will give us a heart of flesh and replace our heart of stone. And most of you in here, you have experienced this already. Most of you in here have been given that heart of flesh. But you know what the problem with the heart of flesh is? In a, wor in a world that's full of hearts of stone, you get bruised, you get battered, you get hurt. And you start going back to isolation. You start drifting back to exile. You start drifting back to stone. My friends, we cannot let this happen. This world needs the soft-hearted people of God. I see brokenness everywhere, and I know you do too, because you are not blind. You see the news. You have friends. You have family members, and you know this world is rough. So my friends who are here that we are waiting for God to fully come back and judge the living and the dead. In the meantime, God has promised that he will transform your heart. And if your heart needs a refresher, let it be right now. Don't wait. This world is too isolated, too alone, too hard-hearted for the church of God to be the same. You must be soft-hearted. You must look for the opportunities to show what God will do through hearts of flesh. Will you let him use your heart tonight? This morning, as we prepare for this beautiful celebration of the victory over sin, the devil, and death itself, Will you allow your heart to be re-softened? And for those of you who already have this soft heart, but you are just wanting to stay soft, this is a great time for you as well. We, as a people, need to rest in the God who will transform everything.
God will transform everything, and he will sprinkle us clean. He will make us new. He will bring us out of where we have been and bring us into the newness of life. God will. God will. Jesus will. Jesus has. Thanks be to God. As we prepare for our time of worship, I would just encourage us. I feel like in this passage, it said God will sprinkle us and cleanse us. I feel like uh, prayer ministers, I know we've usually been praying uh, uh, against that wall. I feel like anyone who feels like they need a re-softening of their heart, the fount is where we need to pray. And if you don't even need someone else to pray, just go to the fount now. That is where I think our healing for this hour is, is at that font. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.